0: night and we are live hope everybody's doing good as always be blessed in Jesus mighty name just a few things here let's launch into Hamas tonight as you know I, I, I hate to keep covering this over and over again I feel like to some extent it gives glory to Hamas gives attention to Hamas but you have to cover it considering the mass pro the mass pro-Palestinian they call them pro-Palestinian there's no such thing as pro-Palestinian and anti-Hamas there is only pro-Hamas. If you're pro-Palestinian, you're pro-Hamas. Simple as that. Palestinians voted in Hamas. They are Hamas. It is. It is what it is. They rejoiced. We've shown the videos on the podcast of Gaza citizens, i.e., non-Hamas citizens, rejoicing at the death, of, death, the innocent deaths of many Israelis and Americans on October seventh. So, just have to cover it every night until we get through it, until this, until this conflict is over. And again, you know, and I know this is redundant, 343 people on so far. I know this is redundant, but you have to walk a fine line when it comes to this. And again, many conservatives are not. They're choosing one line or the other, but you have to watch a fine, you have to walk a fine line. The fine line is, could there be a global cabal conspiracy behind getting Hamas to attack Israel for globalist purposes, for globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist purposes, maybe getting rid of Benjamin Netanyahu and various other things. Yes, yes, but that doesn't mean you don't prosecute the tool boys and the tool, tool girls that are involved. Just because they have a taskmaster somewhere else, that doesn't mean you don't prosecute them. So Hamas being willing to be used, maybe by Mossad, maybe, maybe by the CIA, whatever it may be, because it's very weird, again, that a could actually strike Israel with some of the most technologically advanced defenses on the planet, a lot of them funded by us, that they're able to um, fly over on paragliders and kill 1,400 Israeli citizens in a day, <coughs> excuse me, is questionable, very questionable, that that's able to be pulled off. And Israel was warned three days in advance, and up to three years in advance by the Egyptian government that this was coming. And Joe Biden funds Iran, which funds Hamas, which plans their attacks, gives them $6 billion in advance of the attack. He's wanting to give Iran another $10 billion, which we'll get to in a minute. So is there a larger cabal behind it? Probably, but we don't know. But right now you go, okay, what you have to do is walk in specificity. And again, I know I've been saying this the last four podcasts maybe longer however long it's been since october 7th the day of the attack there's many conservative pundits that are now anti-israel you've lost your mind first of all you can't be anti-israel you know because you know, again they may not, they may be conservative and not christian i don't know but if you're a conservative christian you can't be anti-israel tom life is is more complex than that bull freaking crap it's more complex than that you can point out Israel's deficiencies, but when it comes to Israel versus Hamas, because you have to always ask yourself specific questions. Are, is, is there collateral damage inside of Gaza where Gazan citizens, possibly innocent, are being killed? But what defines innocent? Because are they staying in these residences? They're not even residences. So everybody knows, not really residences. Are they staying in these buildings that Israel is warning them 24, 36, 48 hours or more in advance that they're going to bomb? They send leaflets all over the place. Israel, the Mossad now, I mean, not the Mossad, the IDF actually owns the communication system inside of Gaza, i.e. their television or radio. That's now run by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces. They're warning them in advance, get out. So Hamas asks them or forces citizens to stay so then they have propaganda videos showing dead bodies being pulled out of the rubble. So who's really causing the collateral damage? Who takes all their money and instead of actually building hospitals and schools and educating their kids and not bringing in Planned Parenthood, you have Planned Parenthood on the Gazan Strip right there. It's right there in Gaza. So instead of all of that, and not to mention the the, the absolute genocide of Muslims via Muslims, Hezbollah, Hamas, killing Palestinians themselves by the hundreds of thousands, killing other Muslims by the hundreds of thousands. And then suddenly Israel in retribution and injustice, because if you don't do it, if you don't go and make and extract damages from your enemy, they're going to do it again. So they kill 1,400 people in 12 hours, on most of which were innocent civilians at a music festival. Yes, there were uh, allegedly Israeli military deaths also but primarily innocent Israeli citizens from around the globe including 31 Americans so you have to you have to walk in specificity now in the, with those deaths there was rapes there was beheadings you have to ask yourself does the IDF rape anybody does and i know this is redundant for those of you that are watching i'll try to keep it as short as i can but you have to kind of set the table in every podcast so that you don't look like a sycophant. I'm not a sycophant for anybody. You have to walk this in specificity. When it comes to to the COVID cabal, the pandemic cabal, climate change, CBDC, lawlessness, transgender, there's no specificity to walk in. It's all bull freaking crap. There's nothing to walk in there. But here it's more complex because you actually have Joe Biden saying one thing and doing another. I mean, it gets very complex, very Goebbels, very propagandist. Because you have Joe Biden saying that I support Israel while simultaneously going behind closed doors and asking them for a ceasefire, while he's funding Iran and while he's funding Hamas. So far, we know of 100 million dollars he's given to Hamas since October 7th. That's six October 7th of 2023, the day of the attack. We know now that he's mulling giving another 10 billion to Iran while he's saying and that he supports Israel's amping up our military presence. In the Persian Gulf now, why would that be? I be mean, because now, again, now that now that insinu- insinuates a more globalist cabal, which supports the conservative pundits who have turned on Israel. You don't turn on Israel because of the globalists. Now you're like, well, sometimes Israel is global. It's Very true, but you have to be specific here. Is Hamas a rapist organization? Yes. Does Hamas behead people? Yes. They are currently holding two, t- over 200 hostages at least 10 of which are Americans. And you're going to side with Hamas, and you're going to be, there's various pundits out there that I used to follow. I will not follow anybody who's ardently anti-Israel. If you, if you criticize Israel, I'll still follow you. If you are, are ardently anti-Israel, have taken up the banner of Hamas and are calling them victims, and I know that they're saying, well, we're not calling Hamas victims. We're calling, we're, we're, we're calling uh, Palestinian civilians victims. The, oftentimes, there is no delineation because they're actually staying in those buildings at the request of Hamas. They're actually being martyrs on purpose for Hamas. So, I mean, you've got to, you've got to walk in specificity in this. And I know primarily I'm speaking uh, preaching to the choir. Let me show you this video. Bridget Gabriel video. This is, this is when when you actually have decent journalism. You have to show it. I don't know where uh, Douglas Murphy stands. This is the reporter I'm talking to Piers Morgan. It's an older, a little bit of an older story. I actually chronicled it in writing, but I never actually saw the interview itself. So I'm just going to show you a few minutes off of this. And Aaron, we can just combine those together. Perfect. I'm just going to show you a few minutes from this because it's a great summation. Now, this is somebody embedded, not like the AP, not like CNN and all the left-wing organizations that were embedded in Hamas, not embedded in that way. This is somebody embedded in the, in the Gaza conflict, the Israeli-Gaza conflict. So he sees exactly what is going on there, and this is a great summation of what is going on there. All right, play for me, other. What
1: concerns me about what Israel is doing is not their efforts to get rid of Hamas, but because of the particular nature of Hamas embedding themselves among civilian populations with the massive amounts of civilian casualties that will inevitably come, and that figure will grow and grow and grow. Are we not, as Barack Obama warned, are we not creating here uh, just an an opportunity for far greater radicalization of all those young Palestinians who watch their loved ones get killed Why would we imagine Hmm. that at the end of all this they're going to want to do anything other than to become a new version of Hamas in wanting to exact revenge for what happened to their families? Well, two things. One is, if you just follow the logic of what Barack Obama said, then you just shouldn't do anything uh, if you're Israel. You should be attacked and just sit back and say, great, we'll wait for the next one. Um, But the second and more important thing is, your question supposes that there is a sort of peaceful Palestinian population in the Gaza who would love a two-state solution, and then a few bad apples in Hamas. I think that's not true. Why is it that when uh, one of the victims of the music festival... Uh, a poor young German Jewish girl Uh, Who it seems was was raped and then uh, Brutally uh, murdered and taken into the Gaza naked. Why was it that you can find and anyone can find this online uh, a crowd of Ordinary Gazans it wasn't uh, Hamas. It wasn't a Hamas rally ordinary Gazans uh, uh, Spitting on her body uh, Hitting her body mutilating her body further as it went down the street does that strike you peers as a uh, Placid population of peacenik types who are just desperately waiting Waiting for a two-state solution to be put back on the table for the millionth time in the last 70-something years. It doesn't seem like that to me. The the thing that struck me, you know, Piers, about seeing the 7th of October footage, was that um, uh, even the Nazis were actually ashamed of what they did. You know, SS battalions who spent their days shooting Jews in the back of the head and pushing them into uh, into trenches had to get very, very drunk in the evening to uh, uh, forget what they had done. Uh, The Nazi high command famously had to sort of get around the problem of soldier morale because the soldiers knew this wasn't exactly what their lives were meant to look like either. I tell you one very big difference. If you look at the footage, the raw footage, and I really hope people don't on a wider scale have to view what I viewed the other day, Um, If they see it, they will see something that is at least as barbaric as what the Nazis did. But here's the difference. They did it with glee. They were deeply proud. You see people um, uh, trying to, you know, taking the head off a young Israeli man with a shovel and then uh, calling their parents back in Gaza and telling them, Father, father, I've killed two Jews with my ten, ten Jews in my own hands. Get mother on the phone. I want to show, tell her how great a job her son has done. You know, I, I come back to this thing. I'm not exaggerating with this. It's very, very interesting, and people need to realise. You had this situation with uh, with the Nazis, where they also were a genocidal, anti-Semitic organisation, but they tried to cover their crimes up. Hamas are actually proud of them, mm. and they've said they will do them until the whole world is clear. F- clear of Jews. So I suggest we take that seriously and I think that Israel is taking it seriously. I hope they continue to take it seriously, but I think the world should take it seriously, and that includes Britain. And when I hear British journalists, British commentators and British politicians lecturing the Israelis on what they should do, I think I'm sorry, this shows a failing in our country. It shows that we in Britain cannot enforce our laws. We don't even enforce our borders in Britain. It's us that is the weak link in the international security chain on this, not Israel.
0: See, now that is good journalism. That's what you call the truth. That's the truth. Now let me just cover a few things here. One thing that everyone needs to remember is they're always going to hear this two-state solution being pushed, that if there was two states, and let me cover this real quick because Facebook is banning the crap out of us right now, and I want everyone to see this because I'm always pushing you to go to Rumble. Go to Rumble. You need to switch over to Rumble because... Now, if you're looking at us right now, you're like, okay, but what are we showing on Facebook? Right now, it's three. We have three people total? (laughs) Yeah. On both pages? Both feeds. So both feeds, we have three people on. Now, I personally have 10,000 people that follow me on on Facebook, and the church has 20,000 people, and we have three people watching the podcast. So, I mean, you need to—and so, you know, I'm telling you right now, all these different things that I say to you about parallel society, parallel culture— and you're watching on Facebook right now, you need to switch over to Rumble and participate in things like Public Square and Mammoth and these parallel culture institutions, parallel um, economies, par- you know, parallel society cultures. We need to be doing it, listen, because it's all part of leveraging you. What they do is take away all of your options, which I'm not gonna get into right now. I'll never get back to Hamas, but that's the point of it all. So you need to switch over, go over, and listen, I know some of you, Hate technology. I'm not a tech guy. I get it. But even I can doubt. And you're like, Tom, must be because you're making money off of Rumble. I'm not. I've made a few hundred dollars off of Rumble. Maybe three, four hundred bucks off of Rumble. And that is not even, I think it's 126 from Rumble themselves. And then people have donated during the podcast. So it's not even from Rumble. I'm not making any, I get paid by the church. I'm not getting paid by the podcast, just so you know. So please switch over to Rumble because you can tell with 30,000 people following me and the church, and we have three people watching on Facebook. On my second week of doing this podcast, we had 900 live on Facebook, so Facebook is an evil entity. Don't do much on it anymore. We still post our some stuff on it because just part. Listen, it's part of the world. It's part of social media. If I could get a lot, a lot of, lot of different conservative pundits that are not even bothering with Facebook anymore. Banned, it's base, uh, banned off of Facebook. Many other people banned off of Facebook. Crowder and other people have to do YouTube, and it's all the same. I'm banned off of YouTube right now. I'm off of YouTube for two weeks. Yeah. So, as usual, I'm always banned off of YouTube. Crowder does his real show, and then he does his his, uh, YouTube show, and then he tells you that they're going to go to their real show. I mean, we have to form our own platforms. We have to have our own grocery stores. We have to have our own hospitals. I'm telling you, otherwise, if you don't buy into this parallel culture and this parallel society and this parallel economy, you'll end up with a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Because they will leverage you into a one-world a one-world economy, a one-world commerce system, a singular access point controlled by them, as you always hear on this podcast. They leverage you there where there is no hospital option. There is no medicine option. There is no food option. There is no communication option. There is no travel option. You have to go through their singular access point. And if you don't qualify to go through their singular access point, then you don't have access to anything in the world. That is the point of everything that you're seeing. Tom, you're being hyperbolic because you're mad you're getting banned. If I was mad that I'm getting banned, I mean, think about it. Would I say the things that I've said over the last 44 months of 15 days to flatten the curve? If I was worried about getting banned, I'm banned all the time. I've lost basically a If it wasn't for Rumble, there probably wouldn't even be a podcast anymore. There'd be no point in doing it. That's the whole thing. So I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you, and please, if you're on Rumble, Share it to as many people as you can share it with. If you know people, share it with people on Rumble because we need to build a a mega, I was about to say MAGA, slip of the tongue, a mega slash MAGA free speech communication platform. We need to make Rumble competitive with YouTube. It's not yet, but it can be. and We're the only people that can do that. All right, back to Hamas. So right there you're hearing, finally somebody actually saying some Douglas Murphy actually saying things that are true. When you hear about this two-state solution for Palestine, first of all, whenever you hear people chanting, free Palestine, understand they're stupid idiots. How are you going to free that which doesn't exist? There is no Palestine to free. Now you're like, well, if they had their two states, two-state solution, Israel's uh, state, Palestinian state, that's been offered to Palestine five times and five times rejected. Israel unilaterally pulled out of Gaza and gave them Gaza. They, you know all those buildings in Gaza, those beautiful buildings that are being turned into rubble? Those were built by Israelis. That used to be—Gaza used to be a— from the river to the sea, that's on the Mediterranean Sea, that used to be a very sort of almost Caribbean-style vacation spot. You could pull it up. As a matter of fact, Avi Remini has a video. Pull it up on Twitter— or on any of his other social media platforms, and he'll show you the Gaza that he knew as a, as a Jewish man because that's how it used to be. It was a vacation spot. Now it's all just tunnels, you know, more tunnels underneath Gaza than there are subway system tunnels inside, under, under NYC. But they've been given it to, they've been offered a two-state solution, turned it down five times. Now, why would they turn it down if that is what solves their problem, if that is what soothes their soul? Why would they turn it down five times? Because what soothes their soul are killing Israelis. As a Christian, you must stand with Israel. There's no option. 2 Samuel 7, 24, Deuteronomy eleven twelve. 12. There is no freaking option. I'm not saying stand with Israel's vaccine, uh, pre- uh, you know, their vaccine protocols and their vaccine legislation. Absolutely not. That's ushering people toward the mark of the beast. You're like, there's that fine line again. Yes, there's that fine line again. You stand with Israel when Israel is righteous, period. You must do that if you call yourself a Christian. That's the way that it is. All right, so going on, I'll show, show you this now. You can put that up either side by side or however you always want to do it. So I have to show you this from the Washington Free Beacon. Now again, it, and I, this, is, this is redundant even for the show because I've already said this, but remember, who, who was it that funded 10-7? Who was it that planned 10-7? Iran. Joe Biden knows this. Joe Biden is out there saying that he stands with Israel. Joe Biden is sending our military to Israel, which again supports the idea of a greater cabal, which there is a greater cabal. There is a greater cabal. There, it, one, of the, one of the tributaries to that to the great river of a great tribal, uh, of a great cabal is the military industrial complex. Yes, they want war to rage there, so they need more missiles built. So you need more surface-to-air missiles built. So you need more Humvees built. You need more machine guns, man, whatever it may be. and all the military te- uh, technological terms, I don't know. But whatever it is, missiles, event systems, and everything else they want. Like right now, you have military, uh, uh, United States military installations being bombed as we speak. It's happening, all, it's happening all over the Middle East right now. That's great for Raytheon. It's great for Lockheed Martin. It's great for Honeywell. Honeywell, Lockheed Martin, and all the other various... A military-industrial complex, or what we call the global security state, calling it security, which um, DOD officials work for the DOD, then go work for Raytheon, work for the DOD, then go work for Honeywell, work for the DOD, then work for Lockheed Martin, securing multi-billion-dollar contracts on either side of their relationship. So yes, there's, there is that global cabal essence of this. There, there is, there is a global cabal part of this, and here's a part of it. So yeah, Biden, while he's saying that he stands with Israel, is funding the very people that planned and funded the 10/7 attacks. Look at it: Biden mulls Washington Free Beacon national security section. Biden mulls approval of fresh ten billion dollars for Iran. Now, Ask yourself this question: Why would you ever give Iran ten billion dollars? I mean, what would what would ever be the? How does that benefit the United States of America? We're we're about to be thirty-four trillion dollars a day because basically. We're going another trillion dollars in debt every quarter now. Well, that used to be every 18 months. Now it's every quarter. So now we're already 30, almost $34 billion in debt. Why would you ever, fund, but even if we weren't, even if we were $34 billion, trillion in the, in the black instead of the red, why would you ever fund the mullahs of Iran? I mean, give me one reason why. How, how would that benefit you whatsoever? And I here, you know, this is just my opinion, but it's because everybody has leverage on Joe Biden. Everybody is extorting Joe Biden because Joe Biden is so corrupt. When you had the Iraq war, we have Frank Biden being contracted with hundreds of millions of dollars to build homes in war-torn Iraq. No, that's right-wing conspiracy. No, that's not right-wing conspiracy theory. That's absolute truth. Frankie's over there as a man who's never built a home in his life, just like Hunter Biden has never dealt with fossil fuels in his life has never been in banking in his life and has gotten a billion dollars from those industries, even though he's never done anything. But you got Frank Biden over there in Iraq building homes. Iran is funding the people that were fighting the United States forces inside of Iran, i.e. ISIS and, and, and numerous others. So they know that Frank Biden, because, again, Joe Biden was the attaché to Iraq, just like he was the attaché to Ukraine. So Iran knows because they're in the inner workings of the resistance inside of Iraq against the United States forces. We never should have been in Iraq to begin with. But they know. So they know Joe Biden's dirty. They have the records. They all know. Just like Voldemar Zelensky. Have you, have you noticed that John Kirby came up recently and said, you know, we're going to need to look at limiting or putting a timeline on our funding for Ukraine. Have you noticed how that's disappeared into oblivion? There's no more timelines into our funding of Ukraine. That's because I guarantee you, Volodymyr Zelensky made a phone call to Joey and say, Joe, just so you know, we've got the 19 video recordings from the FBI uh, informant. We have the actually you know, from, from, the, from the FBI informant that, that, that were never released to Congress. We have those 19 recordings of which the CEO of Burisma is talking to you and your son about receiving a $10 million bribe. We have those recordings. So just keep that in mind when you're talking about a timeline for our funding because I know that you're, you you realize that you're spending, you're sending us $223 million a day, but that needs to keep on coming so that I can buy, continue to buy vacation homes in Spain and in other locations, or e- Egypt and other locations. So, and, and again, Iraq has the same, Iraq slash Iran, from Iranians embedded inside Iraq during the Iraqi war. They're going, they have now have leverage on Joe Biden also. We'll release the evidence of Frank Biden. Then you've got the Chinese where there's never, why is there no international lawsuit going through the Hague suing the CCP and the PLA over, over, over COVID? Why, why, is there, why is there no lawsuit? Why, would there be, why is there no lawsuit? Because you have $1.4 billion given by the CCP, by CCP-controlled bank, 200 Biden in 2014. So like, hey, Joe, there's not going to be any investigation. I mean, think about it. There's no investigation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. None. There's no law. Why is there no law when we've lost upwards of $8 trillion on COVID alone? $8 trillion on COVID. And the latest stats were $7 trillion spent on covid But out of the $7 trillion spent on COVID, only $800 billion was spent on COVID. The rest of it was green energy deals given to Democratic Party funders. So why is there no lawsuit in the Hague? Why is there no investigation into the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Because Joe Biden is owned by China. And you also have, he's owned by Russia. You're like, yeah, but he's funding a war against Russia. Well, is he really... It's the weirdest war ever where there's really, you know, it's very, it's very easy to go in and out of Ukraine even though it's this major Ukraine war going on. Or is it just funding other buddies in the industrial war complex who also have leverage on Joe Biden and Barack Hussein Obama. So here you have Joe Biden mulling $10 billion to Iran. And again, I ask, why would you ever under any circumstances send any money to Iran? The number one funder of Terrorist organizations that have killed or maimed American soldiers. Why would you ever give them money? How does that make sense to anybody? I'll read the bottom in case you can't. The Biden administration may approve a sanctions waiver on Tuesday. Why would you waiver sanctions against Iran who just funded the 10-7 attack? Unless you are pro Hamas and pro-Iran, which Joe Biden is, either through extortion or that's just his heart. Waiver on Tuesday that will allow Iran to access at least ten billion more dollars in previously frozen funds held in Iraq. See, Iraq. I, I kinda know what I'm talking about. A closely watched decision that comes just a month after the Tehran backed terror group Hamas launched an attack on Israel that left twelve hundred dead. It's fourteen hundred dead and thirty one Americans. Get it right, Washington Free Beacon. All right, let's go to the next one. Visigar 24 videos. Is that, is that where I'm at? Okay, good. You have to see these interviews on the streets because this is America. And one thing I want you to notice with the video, because that way I don't have to talk about it at length afterwards, is why are all these people, all these people who are pro Hamas, why are they masked? And again, I, I, it's very easy for me to lapse into 30-minute-long tirades into all, all this stuff. But I just, I mean, you have to ask... Why are why is everybody masked? Again, I'll tell you this, because it's all the same agenda. If you believe in masks, you believe in Hamas. If you believe in vaccines, you believe in abortion. If you believe in lockdowns, you know, you're you're big into tra- the transgender movement. It's all the exact same. If you, if you believe in Antifa, you're big into lawlessness. It's all the exact same agenda. The exact same agenda with many tactics used to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. So you have to ask, why are all these people masked? Here we are, what is it, November 14th, yeah. 2023, 44 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. We're here on the streets of the United States of America, and these kids who are protesting, or, they're, you know, everybody's getting into, I wish everyone, you know, I mean, there's 8 million videos of all these signs being torn down where you have Israeli and American hostages being held The 200 plus, 210, I believe it is, Hostages that are being held by Hamas. Again, IDF never does that, but Hamas does. So it's very easy to distinguish who you should side with. But I wish people, if you're gonna put up those posters for the uh for the hostages to be returned, let's put them in places where they can't be turned down. Let's start getting some money together. Let's put them on billboards and everything else where they can't be taken down. Or it would be a crime to tear them down. Because right now they're just, you know, taped onto, you know. Telephone poles and everything else are on the sides of buildings, and it's not a crime to tear them down because they're not worth anything. But you just have to notice, I just want everybody to notice how it's all one agenda. You know, if you're if you are an anti, if you're an anti-Second Amendment person, then you're pro-censorship. It's all the exact same agenda. Various different tentacles, which is very dangerous for conservatives that then come in and support people like this that are on this video. Because if you're somebody, I want to name names so bad right now, I really do. <laughs> But I, don't, but I just, you know what? We conservatives tend to eat our own, so at least for a while, because we're only about five weeks after the attack. I want to see if some of these conservative pundits that have sided to basically back Hamas and be anti-Israel wise up when they start to see this is who you're siding with. All right, play for me, other. How are you doing today?
2: I'm f-ing awful because you're here. This is defamation. This is libel. And you are responsible for all of this waste of money, energy, resources, and my education. Being brown does not equal being anti-Semitic. Being against Israel does
3: not equal being anti-Semitic. Did we ever say that? Uh, well, half these people are just brown. Does that mean they're anti-Semitic? I didn't pick the ethnicity of the signers.
2: You need to get the hell out of here, because this is evil, it's evil, it's evil. That yeah, it is. That's Guess what, I gotta cover it up. Just like I did, the day before this, and the day before
4: that. What
3: color does the skin have to be of someone that I can call an anti-Semite? Can I call white people anti-Semitic, but not brown people?
2: Yes, you can, if they are. did something.
3: Who's responsible for the terrorist acts that occurred in Israel? Who's responsible?
2: What I'm talking about.
3: I'm asking, who's responsible?
2: I'm talking about you being on campus when you shouldn't be.
3: Is Hamas responsible or is Israel responsible?
2: Here to talk about fun fact. I told you already.
0: Great. So I just want to put that out there, and I, and I know I, I tend to stay on a topic probably too long. But it just it, what, what bugs the crap out of me is when people lurch from being a solid conservative, even knew everything there is to know about COVID or anti-COVID vax, anti-COVID agenda, and now lurch into being anti-Israel. Drives me crazy. Those are the people you're siding with. Just so you know, those are the people that you're signing with as a conservative. You're like, Tom, we don't see that. I know, and listen, I'm glad you don't if you don't see it. I'm always collecting data for the podcast. I spend way too many hours collecting data to never get to. I won't get to a third of this. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it just drives, stupidity drives me crazy. I don't, I don't mind ignorance as much as stupidity, but I'll tell you, stupidity drives me crazy. Stupidity being knowing that, knowing that it's wrong and doing it anyway. Stupidity is not knowing any better. Stupid is knowing better and doing it doing it anyway. And th- th- those two you side with. And again, why are they all wearing masks? And that should tell you something if you're a conservative side of being anti-Israel. Look who you're siding with, the very people that are wearing masks, November 14th of 2023, 44 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Which once again, I say, isn't it very odd that the globalist left have now enabled their street soldiers, their their Stasi, to be masked everywhere they go? The Antifa can always mask and nobody questions. You don't normally, you, walk, you go down the street and you're masked. People will question you. These girls on this video, notice the screechiness of it. I mean, how screechy these people are. I mean, I mean, you can't just espouse your views without screeching and every other word being an F word. You can't espouse your views at all. She can't because she knows down deep inside she's completely wrong and she camouflages it by screaming and using profanity. But it's just very strange that the globalist left have now enabled their foot soldiers to be masked everywhere they go. Where it used to be, if you were masked, it was pretty strange to see somebody masked. If you ever saw somebody masked, you probably thinking, you know, they're going through some sort of treatment or whatever it is. Now you can just be masked and do whatever you want. Those girls can cover their identity, be vocally pro-Amas and cover their identity, which works very well for the globalist left. Now all of their foot soldiers can keep their identity secure. They can keep their identi- identity secret. All right, so let's move on. Let's do some stuff with uh, Joe Biden. So I got a little Biden packet here. Let's go over some Biden stuff. Starting with the FBI. You can put up the first one. Br- uh, Proud Am- a- Army brat uh, tweet. The FBI found more than 20,000 images on CDs. This is uh, Epstein stuff. Hard drives and photos stored in closets and drawers, along with depositions, journals, emails, flight logs, when searching Jeffrey Epstein's $7 million, $17 million, Manhattan home, which I think Bill Gates went to six times. Imagine the damaging evidence again, all together. If you're if you're pro Jeffrey Epstein, which means when I say pro Jeffrey uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, what I mean by that is that you're covering for Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. Then you're pro Jeffrey Epstein. Even the people who caused who caused his death, who murdered him, or whatever they did, they are pro Jeffrey Epstein. They were very pro Jeffrey Epstein until he no longer no longer benefit them. How would he benefit the globalist left by by giving them the sexual desires that they wanted? And then he, of course, used that to leverage, as leverage against him, so they had to make sure that he, does, that, that he couldn't testify, which he was never able to testify. But just so everybody knows what the FBI has in their possession, hard drives, 20,000 images on CDs. I wonder what those images have on them. And, and the only person that's gone to jail so far is Ghislaine Maxwell. That's kind of weird, isn't it? The only person. Now, you got 20,000 images on CDs, images of who knows who doing who knows what. How many hard drives, how many photos and photos stored in closets? Now, listen, when you're storing photos in closets, number one, there's a nefarious reason why you're doing that. So there's evidentiary photographs being stored in closets and drawers. There's that many photos. Who's on those photos? Why have we not seen it? Why is only Ghislaine Maxwell? There are, are there, aren't there people that obviously committed sex crimes? Again, bringing in the Hague. You're like, Tom, what is they? The Hague is a globalist prosecutorial uh, institution. So there are Jack Smith used to work for the Hague. That's who Jack Smith is because he's such an unsuccessful prosecutor in the United States they shipped him off to The Hague. But there's there's you know there's no there's no pro, there's no uh, prosecutions going on for the people that flew to Epstein Island. Nothing. And here's all the evidence, Dra- drawers of photos with depositions, journals, journals, emails and flight logs, flight logs. Give us the flight logs when searching Jeffrey Epstein's $17 million Manhattan home. Imagine the damaging evidence they found in his other six homes. There's six more homes. This is one house. This is just his Manhattan house. That's it. It's all been sealed for the last four years. See, here's the thing. I can blame Democrats, obviously, and they should be blamed, but Republicans are also almost as culpable as Democrats are because this was also under the Trump administration why was this not exposed I don't think Donald Trump had anything to do with it I'm just telling you the problem with Donald Trump was is that he and I'm voting for Trump in uh, uh, 2024 I'm just telling you the only problem with Donald Trump was first of all he, he wants to be liked and that's deadly he can't want to be liked. trust me as a pastor of a church where there's many people who don't like me it's just the way that it is. You can't worry about being liked. You preach the Bible. People like it, they like it, they don't, they don't. You move on, you preach it again. That's how you have to be inside of D.C. when it comes to conservatism. You preach conservatives, conservatism, you legislate conservatism, you live conservatism, and you let the chips fall where they may. But Donald Trump did not come in and go in and clean house. If he would have, all of this stuff would be exposed. He'd still be president right now. He'd still be president. You're like Tom. How could he still be president? in Reference to Jeffrey Epstein because a lot of a lot of a lot of political shoes would have hit the floor, baby. A lot a lot of politicians' careers would be over right now. A lot of a lot of big name people who support the left would their lives would be destroyed right now because they're on the they're on they're in those pictures, they're on those hard drives, they're on those flight logs, and it would have helped Donald Trump. A lot of times, Donald Trump didn't want to. He wanted to believe in a lot, what a lot of us believe prior to 2020. I honestly did believe prior to 2020 that a lot of the conspiracies that I heard were not true. And I'm not talking about QAnon bull crap. I'm talking about le- legit stuff that has now turned out to be true. Like, I wouldn't have believed Epstein Island existed. I wouldn't have believed it prior to COVID. You're like, Tom, what'd you do, live under a rock? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I knew what was going on basically in the world. But I, I mean, I did. I, I knew more than most. I'm just telling you that I didn't look into the things very deeply. But Donald Trump wanted to believe that he could work with democrats. You can't work with evil people. You cannot be yoked second Corinthians 6:14. You cannot be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do right, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What fellowship can light have with darkness? You can't. You can't work with them. But he honestly thought there's reasonable democrats there. There are no reasonable democrats. There are no reasonable uh FBI agents, nothing. It just is what it is. So here you have all of this evidence and are we going to see it? We have to We have to demand that all of this is seen. We have to demand that every bit of this is seen once we own the DOJ. Once we run the DOJ, this all has to be exposed. Even if Republicans are on it, we cannot be like the left. This all has to be exposed. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, Kerry Pickett tweets, some interesting stuff right here. Prior to my most recent, but I'm just staying on the FBI for a couple minutes, prior to my most recent statement sent to the, sent to the Washington Times by the FBI. The Bureau officially asked us to remove this article. So the FBI is back and asking, asking media uh, platforms to remove articles, to remove, uh, to, you know, to remove posts, or whatever you want to go because social media, it's posts. Here we have articles. So yeah, the FBI, who is under a federal injunction, unless that injunction has been stayed, which it might have been, I don't know, under the Missouri case, the Bailey-Missouri case, unless that injunction has been stayed, you have the FBI violating that injunction by meeting, now I guess, I guess, the injunction was social media companies. So maybe they're allowed to still be a disinformation governance board and go meet with the Washington Times and, and, and demand that they take, asked, officially asked. And that's, how, that's, that's the plausible deniability. We never demanded that anybody take down any posts. We asked them to take down any posts. But what are the consequences if you don't comply with their request? We're dealing with the DOJ, the FBI, the State Department, the Biden administration, the CDC, whoever it is, even the military. So they, you they, have they, yeah, the FBI. Think about the level of degradation of the United States, the level of degradation that we are at right now in comparison to the grading of where we were just 10 years ago to where we are right now. Where you have the FBI, you're like, Tom, it's been going on for a long time with the CIA. I know CIA uh, Operation Mockingbird, which I still believe is in effect. I know, but it just gets worse and worse and worse, it gets, and it gets more open. They're not camouflaging it. They're not hiding it, saying the quiet part out loud. You have the FBI knowing that the Washington Post would, would reveal this. The FBI meeting with the Washington, not the, not the Washington Post, the Washington Times, meeting with the, because the Washington Post is the Goebbels media for the Democratic Party, and the FBI, which the FBI is the Gestapo for the Democratic Party. If you're going to have a Hitler, you're going to have a Nazi party, you got to have a Goebbels, and, you, and, you, and you've got to have a Gestapo, and they have that. So the FBI meets with the Washington Times and says, you know, we want you to take down this article. Take down this article about what? When? when and think about, again, where we are at right now. At, in the United States of America, where you have the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Instigation, meeting with a, a prominent newspaper, the Washington Times, and asking them to take down an article. Why would they want that article taken down? Well, here's the article. It's by Kerry Pickett. I'll read it. I'm not, this is not the entire article, but it's a, it's a good, ch- solid chunk of it. take me about two minutes to read it. More whistleblowers from the FBI have stepped forward to tell Congress that high-ranking FBI officials, this is what the FBI wanted taken down, are targeting agents, specifically former military members, for their political beliefs and trying to force them out of the Bureau. So you have the FBI... Who says that they support whistleblowers? Remember how supportive they were of Alexander Vinman. You can't expose Vinman. Can't expose the whistleblower under the Ukraine, the faux uh, Ukraine uh, impeachment hoax. Can't expose them. But here you have the FBI trying to take down a whistleblower's article. Thought you loved the whistleblowers, specifically the FBI was targeting agents, targeting their own agents. Specifically, former military members for their political b- b- beliefs and trying to force them out of the bureau. A marine and other a marine and other military veterans at the FBI have been accused of disloyalty to the United States for being a marine, for being a marine because they fit the profile of a supporter. The profile they didn't even they don't even know whether they were a supporter or not of Donald Trump, but they fit. They they have a they have a profile inside of the FBI. Their profile. I thought I thought profiling was legal. That, Profile was legal. I was a cop for 25 years. And in the midst of that, uh, 1992, 2017, in the midst of me being a cop, they made profiling civilly illegal. You weren't allowed to use it to pull people over anymore. You weren't allowed to use it. You know, if if a person met a description of a person most likely to have committed a crime, you weren't allowed to use that anymore to pull people over or to stop people. But here you have the FBI inside their own ranks profiling their own agents, Think about that. Inside their own ranks, they're they're profiling their own agents. And one of the profiles of disloyalty is, if you are a Marine, whoo, degradation of the United States of America. Look how far we've gone down under the three years uh, of the the Biden regime. uh, Forced them out of the Bureau. A Marine and other military veterans at the FBI have been accused of disloyalty to to the United States because they fit the profile of a supporter of former President Donald Trump I thought, the, I thought that the FBI was unbiased. I thought they were apolitical. Guess not. So you have to understand, So the, the FBI has come out and said now that we are anti-President Donald Trump. We have Christopher Wray testify over and over again, perjurously, saying that he doesn't side with any political party when he goes to the WEF too. He doesn't side with the political party, party at all. But here you have inside of Christopher. So every time you see Christopher Wray with his perfect hair, he probably flew out on the FBI's private jet when he flies off to Davos to espouse climate change mitigations. That's who these people are. Whenever he's there with his perfect hair saying that, you know, of course not. Of course we don't, target, we don't target Trump supporters. Inside the FBI, they're targeting Trump supporters. So if they're targeting Trump supporters inside the FBI and basically publicly admitting that they're anti-Donald Trump, then what are they doing to those of us who are on the outside? Who are pro-Trump or pro-conservative or even pro-deSantis? Because it doesn't matter, because as soon as if Donald Trump decides he's not running, which isn't going to happen, I'm just saying, if when Donald Trump's out of the picture, five years from now, when he's done being under done with his second term, the FBI, if nothing's done and nothing has changed, the FBI will then be anti-who whatever true conservatives there are that are in the in the political spectrum. Former President Donald Trump, according to two disclosures sent to lawmakers on the House Judiciary Committee, the Washington obtained copies of the disclosures, the whistleblower disclo- disclosures. The whistleblower said Jeffrey Veltri, deputy assistant director of the Bureau of Security Division, they need a security division inside of a security outfit. Do so you need to have security inside of the FBI? That's kind of weird, I'm because I'm, I'm thinking— Sarasota County Sheriff's Office that I worked for for 25 years, 92 to 2017, was over a thousand employees. We didn't have a security outfit inside of a security outfit. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah. Because you are security. Your cops are so your security, and you're, so you need a security outfit outfit inside of a security outfit. <laughs> the whistleblowers. We, the only reason why is again, you you've got you've got to have the Gestapo inside of the Gestapo, because then, you know you know who the Gestapo loved to kill other members of the Gestapo. So you got to have a Gestapo that watches the Gestapo. The, Washington, the whistleblower said Jeffrey Veltri, deputy assistant director of the Bureau's Security Division, and Dana Perkins, assistant section chief, specifically produce, uh, pursued employees who served in the Marine Corps or other military branches. Spe- seemed to have a special hatred for the Marine Corps. They stripped the agents, the FBI agents, of security clearances because they were a Marine or an army or a Navy veteran, which sidelined them on the job and pushed them toward the exit according to the F, according to the whistleblower disclosures. Other signs that an employee was a right-wing radical and disloyal to the United States. you got to get this now. And I want before I tell you this, here's why we can't trust the Republicans. You're like, Tom, aren't you a Republican? Yep, I will vote all the way down the ticket Republican without hesitation. Because there's, no there's no other choice. Well, third party, you go third party, we're going to lose. Unless we have such a huge movement that launches, that is a huge movement where it basically divides um, the you know, American electoral citizenry into three different parties that have equal power. It's pointless. We need to take over the Republican Party and let all the fake Republicans become Democrats and let the independents that are lean right become Republicans. But we just failed in the impeachment attempt of Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, who's an open board. And by the way, the latest stats so far that the Biden administration has let in is eight illegal aliens that they've let in over the last, let's see, three years be 36 months. So about, let's say, four, 34 months. Over the last 34 months, they've let in 8.2 million. I told you it'd be 10 million by the end of the year, didn't I? Told you, and it will be. 8.2 million illegals into the country and eight Republicans refused to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, therefore defeating the impeachment, uh, whatever you want to call legislation, whatever you want to call it. Impeachment vote, impeachment, what do you call it, Aaron? Impeachment, I don't know. Inquiry? Huh? Is it inquiry? No, no, it's not an inquiry. It's actually to impeach the guy. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to think of the impeachment move, whatever, movement, whatever, it is, I don't know. Impeachment action. So that was defeated. The impeachment, act, the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas was defeated by eight Democrats. Daryl Issa being one of them, major disappointment. So they held it up. Now, why do, I, why do I bring that up? Because that's being unwilling to solve the problems. Why are you unwilling to solve the problems? And I know I'm getting very the, uh, theoretical tonight, philosophical tonight, but why are you unwilling to solve the problems? Because the problems benefit you somehow. That's why. Somehow or another, the problems benefit you. Therefore, you are unwilling to get rid of the problems. The FBI should be defunded immediately. But their $300 million building that's bigger than the Pentagon just got funded by Republicans. Yes, that's that's the truth. So Republicans are funding the very people persecuting them via prosecution because they think that if they fund the FBI, the FBI will never come after them. So somehow or another, funding the problem benefits them. Other signs here's from the uh, more from the whistleblower again. Carrie Pickett article from the Washington Post still very fresh on Twitter X. You can pull it up and read the entire thing yourself. Although this is most of it. Other signs so so, th- so you have the, F- the you have the profile. They have profiles of bad agents, bad agents, un American agents. Now one of the, one of the sure signs that you're an un American agent inside of the FBI is that you might have voted for Donald Trump. That makes you un-American. Number two, that you are part of the Marine Corps or other military branch. Now, here's some other ones. Other signs that an employee was a right-wing radical and disloyal to the United States. So if you're right-wing, you're disloyal to the United States. If you're a left-wing communist, you're very pro-democratic somehow, according to the FBI. So other signs that an employee was a right-wing radical and disloyal to the United States, according to Miss Perkins, that's Dana Perkins, and Mr. Veltry, that's Jeffrey Veltry, were failure to wear a mask. This is from the whistleblowers inside of the FBI. So if you didn't wear a mask as an FBI agent, you were disloyal to the United States of America. You were anti-American or you were a right-wing radical because you didn't wear a mask. So were failure to wear a mask, refusing to take a vaccination and participating in religious activities. So let me sum it up for you. You were a Threat to America, disloyal to the United States of America, if you refuse to wear a mask, where masking is simply lying, masking is let's all pretend that some sort of mesh mask is going to stop a COVID particle, which is 0.06 microns. So we're all going to play pretend. And if you don't play pretend, you are, quote, quote, disloyal to the United States of America if you don't wear a mask that does nothing. If you're not gonna participate in being a, if you're not gonna participate in asinine idiocy, you are disloyal to the United States of America. The United States of America stands for the opposite of asinine idiocy. That was found under Stalin, found under Hitler, found under Mao, found under Xi Jinping right now. But yet, unless you act like Mao, act like Hitler, act like Stalin, put your mask on, you're disloyal to the United States of America. If you, if you, you, you refuse to take their experimental, gene-therapeutic, gene-altering drugs, you are disloyal to the United States of America as an FBI agent. Or you go to church. If you go to church, your FBI agent that goes to church, you are profiled as being disloyal to the United States of America. That's Joe Biden's FBI. All right, finally, let's hop off of this. Benny Johnson tweet, breaking. Here's the cocaine that was found in the White House. Tom, why did you show this? I just had to show you. I just want everybody to see it because it's the first photos that actually come out. Now, let me ask you this question real quick. I should have blown up a couple of those. But let me ask you this. I was just going to mention it, but as usual, other things popping into my mind after I just assumed I was going to mention it. Why wasn't this successfully fingerprinted or was it even attempted to be fingerprinted? I can't remember, but... Now, from law enforcement experience, I can tell you this, that is a, and all of you, you don't need law enforcement experience, so I'm not being condescending or arrogant in any way, shape, or form, because we all know what this is. Now, why was this blown up by the Secret Service? <laughs> so <laughs> they, they blew this back up because they they said that it could have been some sort of dangerous chemical. <laughs> you know, it, it may have been, you know, some sort of bioweapon. So they blew it up. Now, the very, the, 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 that's what they said. Now, Aaron and I on the podcast play because they're dis the secret service. Cause remember this now, I know this gets a little complex, but the secret service has the secret service protection part of the secret service. Then you have the secret service police department. There's two different things. The, the, the cars that you see around one of Barack Obama's mansions remember Barack Obama, who's a socialist and, uh, you know, climate change activist and everything else. Um, you know, he has his mansions and everything else so you're not, guarded by guns and walls that you're not allowed to have. Well, part of the guns and walls around his mansion inside of D.C. is the Capitol, is the uh, Secret Service Police Department. So the police department responded to this. And <laughs> we have the, we now, the problem with the police departments is all of your dispatches are recorded for life. Okay, you'd have to have pretty big cabal to erase Dispatch recordings. Trust me, I know from law enforcement experience. So we have it on, we have it here in our archive. Nobody can touch it. We have their dispatches. We played it. Everybody had them. I, obviously, I got it from somebody else. I didn't have the Secret Service call me and give me their dispatches. <laughs> I got it, of, got it off of Twitter X. So they're in there saying, uh, this is cocaine on their dispatch. They're talking on the radio. This is cocaine. We've tested it it's positive, as cocaine, but then went and blew the bag up. So now there's no evidence. That's weird, very coincidental. No fingerprint evidence. No, I mean you have a plastic bag left in a locker in the White House, plastic bag of cocaine. For the first time in history, of course, it happens under the Biden administration, first time <laughs> in history, you've ever had a bag of cocaine left in the White House, un- now, un- for some reason in a plastic bag, which everybody knows that it's cocaine, you, you know it visually, then you know it chemically because you tested it, Using a region test, you tested it, and you know that it's cocaine. And then blow the bag up after you find out it's cocaine. Why would you do that? Hit it, Aaron.
4: So you're saying that when you do a traffic stop and you did a search and you found a dime bag, you wouldn't blow it up? Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: Maybe <laughs> it wasn't protocol at the Sheriff's <laughs> Center County Sheriff's Office. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm assuming that it's not protocol at any sheriff <laughs> at any sheriff's office or police agency you think- that you find a bag of drugs and then put <laughs> like an M80 in it. I'm assuming you don't do that, but that's what the Secret Service did. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's as if. <laughs> It's as if the Secret Service is politically biased towards the Democratic Party. It would yeah. seem that way. Right? It would, it would almost seem that way. So I just had to show you that because that, that, we weren't allowed to see this. How long has it been? Oh, my God! Uh, months and months. months and months. You can't see it because it's an ongoing investigation. An ongoing investigation that's not being conducted. With
4: destroyed evidence. With, with yeah, the evidence,
0: <laughs> yeah. You destroy all the evidence in your ongoing investigation. <laughs> this is the current state of all federal law enforcement in the United States. And I said All. All federal law enforcement side of the United States is politically biased towards the Democratic Party. Not politically biased; they are an arm of the Democratic Party. Uh, let me show you this uh, "Proud Elephant" video. Now, here I'm going to show you this in conjunction with some other videos. Here's where the here's where this "Proud Elephant" video, Corinne Jean Pierre, lies. Here's here's the Biden the the Biden administration stance on crime. Right here, play for me.
4: We've been very serious on dealing with. Uh the crime that we have seen just across the country
0: so they're so they're very serious about dealing with the crime in the country let's just hop right to the next one play for me other
2: about secret service opening fire to protect president biden's granddaughter peter
4: yes the car jacking and car stealing problem in washington dc has now extended to somebody with secret service protection at 11:58 p.m last night in georgetown which is about a mile and a half from where we're standing right now I. Uh, Secret Service officers who were assigned to protect Naomi Biden, that's President Biden's granddaughter, Hunter Biden's daughter, opened fire at three people who were trying to steal one of the Secret Service vehicles. We don't know exactly what kind of a car this was, but according to the Secret Service, who just sent us a statement, uh, Secret Service agents encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied. GOVERNMENT VEHICLE DURING THE ENCOUNTER A FEDERAL AGENT DISCHARGED A SERVICE WEAPON AND IT IS BELIEVED NO ONE WAS STRUCK. THE OFFENDERS IMMEDIATELY FLED THE SCENE IN A RED VEHICLE AND A REGIONAL LOOKOUT WAS ISSUED TO SUPPORTING UNITS. THAT MEANS that SOMEBODY TRIED TO STEAL A SECRET SERVICE CAR FROM THE AGENTS THAT WERE PROTECTING THE PRESIDENT'S GRANDDAUGHTER AND THEY GOT AWAY. THEY'RE STILL OUT THERE THIS MORNING. BACK TO YOU. Wow. That's crazy. I I can't believe
2: they got away. But I can't believe they would target the president's granddaughter's car. They picked the wrong car to break into.
4: There are so many cars that are getting broken into in Washington, D.C. It's possible just based based on the volume that they had no idea. But uh, if if they did know, uh, that's even more extraordinary. (laughs) Either way, uh, these guys are out there in a red car
0: right uh with the, uh, if they got the car i wonder if she had an apple tag that was that was the instruction get an apple tag <laughs> and drop it in there all right uh, thanks so much peter uh more uh so remember that they focused according to Corrine jean-pierre kareem uh, jean well they really focused on crime inside the biden administration but it's so unsafe outside of the white house in dc it's so unsafe that for the first now again First time in history we've ever had a bag of cocaine inside the White House. <laughs> now the first time in history we've ever had an attempted carjacking of a Secret Service vehicle. All under the Biden administration. Attempted carjacking. And Heather actually brought up a point on this. We never actually show Heather. we show Heather? Yeah. On the podcast? We never show Heather. Yeah. There she is. That's Heather. Sorry, about this. That's that's <laughs> kind of like my daughter. But she's also my next door neighbor. we are working together for a long time. But anyway, she's also my assistant here at the church. But she actually brought up a point that I didn't even think of. It, the, the Secret Service hit no one. So they shot their, they, somebody shot, used their service weapon and shot at somebody and hit nobody. And as of yet, as of the start of this podcast, if it's changed, I don't want to look stupid, but as of the start of this podcast, I haven't looked at anything since 8 o'clock tonight. And now it's 937. As of right now, as, you know, as far as I know, they haven't even caught the person yet either. So he had an attempted carjacking of a Secret Service vehicle, I assume they were going to be using to transport uh Na- Naomi uh Biden. That's Hunter Biden's daughter, which is frightening growing up in that house. I mean, in more than one way, which I won't get into right now. <laughs> all right. So let me show you this. Go up that's still on Biden, myriad of different subjects under Biden. So I'm hopping all over the place. Here's a, I'm going to the border now. Western Journal video. Do you think do you think my orcus? Now what he's asking here is, do you he's asking my orcus? Do you think, or or, this is John Kennedy talking to Mayorkas. There's other parts of this video, but the part that rivets my soul, and it should actually rivet the soul of Alejandro Mayorkas, is the 8.4 million. I said 8.2 million earlier. It's 8.4 million people that have illegally crossed the border over the last 34 months. 34 months. 8.4 million people. So the size of New York City. Has he legally crossed our border in 34 months? That we know about. And again, it's one to five times that many. So it's 17 million at least, according to CBP statistics. So he's asking, he's asking here, he's asking my workers, Is there any are any of these people Hamas? Or have you checked to see if any of them are Hamas? Play for me, other. How many members of Hamas have come into
4: our country across the southern border?
1: Uh, Senator, I'm not aware of a member of Hamas crossing the border. <laughs>
4: Um, have you stopped a member of Hamas from coming in?
1: Senator, I am not aware of a, a member of Hamas being encountered at our southern border.
4: Have you vetted all of the people who have all of the 8.6, 8.4 million people who have come into our country illegally?
1: Senator, you and I have spoken about this before. As you know, we screen and vet individuals. Have you, invented, only- have
2: you vetted all of them?
1: Senator, as you know, we screen and vet individuals whom we encounter. You haven't vetted at all our, of them, have you? Senator, as I said, we screen and vet individuals whom we encounter okay. at our
0: Now, I've already come, heard, covered a mask, so I'm not going to get back into that. But, I mean, the part that, again, that bothers me is how does my— You notice how orcas doesn't bat an eye? John Kennedy says to him, out of the 8.4 million people that have crossed illegally— under your watch, that doesn't bother my at all. How are you so devoid of responsibility that you don't? You think you're just fine. You've allowed. I mean, think about. It. I mean, just that'd be akin to allowing random strangers into your house every day, and you, as a parent, don't care. I mean, think about it. If you if you were being interviewed by D by uh, CPS Child Protective Services. And you were asked, um, how many strength, you're, you're, you're a parent of minor children. And you were asked, um, out of the 30 people that you've allowed to stay in your home this year, how many of them did you vet to see if they were pedophiles? And you're like, well, out of the 30 that, and you don't even bat an eye about what a horrible parent you are. Believe me, and I'm not paralleling um, Alejandro Mayorkas to any, any parent, I'm just telling you. How does he not even bat an eye that New York City? Has come through the southern border illegally under his watch, and again, and I know that those of you who watch this podcast have heard me say this a million times, but according to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. And that's still not counting gotaways, because you only know the, 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 the out of that that eight point four million that counts gotaways, but then you have the one to five times more that actually got in that are the unknown gotaways, the people that most people who illegally cross the border nobody knows about so it's at least one times that many so it's at least 17 million million. Two new york City, that man doesn't bat an eye how are you so just devoid of social etiquette that it doesn't bother you that you allowed in 8.4 million people under your watch that just that absolutely blows my mind and here's another thing on the here's some more I mean, they're touting bionomics So here's the mortgage rates. Everybody needs to know this show's all about the facts. It's the facts. So here's the mortgage rates, 2017 to 2023. Here they are. And they're touting Bidenomics, here's the mortgage rates. Uh, January 19, 2017, 4.90%. Pretty nice mortgage rate, all right? January 20, 21, uh, January 21st, 2021, the day that Joe Biden took office, the day Joe Biden took office, the day before, the mortgage rates were 2.7% when Joe Biden took office. 2.7% now November as of November 2nd 12 days ago they've only gone up a little bit they've only gone up three times that high now where the average mortgage rate is 7.7% so under Trump he took them down 32% and under Biden they're up 180% and he's touting Bidenomics there you go there's the true numbers let me show you this article this is off of Biden now this just aside me this is just interesting I mean what do you get what what can we say Matt Gates, this Gunther Eagleman tweet, but he's talking about Matt Gates Breaking, Matt Gates is filing a former e- formal ethics complaint against Kevin McCarthy. For what exactly? If you read it on the bottom, uh, see if you can, blow, can you blow it up a little bit for me, Aaron. Is that possible? Just get it as big as you can. I'll read it to you because it'll be impossible for all the rest of you to read. There we go. That's good. It has come to my attention, uh, this is Matt Gates right, sending this into the Committee on Ethics. It has come to my attention that this morning, November 14th, 2023, Following meeting of the House Republican Conference, Representative Kevin McCarthy assaulted Representative Tim Burchett in the hallways of the Capitol complex. This assault was witnessed by numerous people, including Claudia, uh, whatever, Grisalis of NPR, who was interviewing Rep. Burchett at the time. Here we go. I'm just going to get a little bit more of it. For his part, Rep. Burchett has described the attack as a sucker punch and a clean shot to the kidney. Oh, my gosh needless to say this incident deserves immediate and swift investigation by the ethics committee well let's see again innocent till proven guilty but <laughs> there's really i mean there's some weird stuff going on i showed you the video earlier of the senator who nearly got into a physical confrontation with a member of like uh can't remember if it's, a, it's a political union i kind of like that one though to be honest with you I, I, I thought that was good but anyway so just so you know what possibly kevin mccarthy's been up to a sucker punch to the kidney to representative burchett we'll, we'll see That'll be interesting to see how that pans out. All right, let's go to the next thing. All right, Benny Johnson video. So the, this, uh, obviously I know most of you have seen this video, but I'm going to go into more detail on it. So you have what's going on. Now we have the arrival of what Steve Bannon calls Pope G. <laughs> Xi Jinping, Pope G. because he is the theological leader of the globalist left, is Xi Jinping, along with Klaus Schwab. Xi Ping is the Gestapo for Klaus Schwab, just like the FBI is the Gestapo for the Democratic Party. But, so you have Xi Ping now showing up to San Francisco. Now we know that San Francisco has lost CVS, has basically moved out of San Francisco because of the rampant crime, because in, in, in San Francisco... The uh, uh, theft is no longer a crime unless you steal more than $900. So you have people come in with trash bags and clean out CVS every day to the place where CVS and maybe Walgreens too has closed numerous branches inside of San Francisco. So that we have all that going on. Feces on the street, homeless encampments on the street, needles on the street, human feces on the street, human urine on the street, all over the place. And so cop, people who... Booked conferences, conventions in you in, in San Francisco. They're no longer doing that either because you can't walk safely anywhere, because or or walk cleanly anywhere because the needles and the feces are everywhere. But lo and behold, when Pope G G Ping shows up again, I'm stealing that from Steve Bannon, just in case people think I'm stealing anybody else's stuff. So, when Pope G shows up, suddenly, right around every single area that Pope G is going to walk through is pristine and clear with new flower pots and new flower blue planters planted everywhere the streets are power washed well here's gavin newsom's explanation play for me other anytime you put on an event by definition you know you you have people over your house you're going to clean up the house you have 21 world leaders you got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place san francisco yeah. So, I mean, that's, and I actually, I actually pulled the wrong video, but I'm, <laughs> there's another video where he says, you're, you're claiming that we're only cleaning it up because Gigi Pring is coming. And you're right. Aaron, see if you can find that somewhere. I'm finding it. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can find it. I got it. I had it somewhere, but I put up, I put the wrong one in here. I think I actually may have put it in the post game or the pregame, I can't remember. But anyway, see if you can find it. But it's all over Twitter. You'll find it in literally two seconds. But, but anyway, so he admits, you know, we're only cleaning it up for, a communist. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, he, didn't he just get back from China? <laughs> he just got back from meeting with Xi Jinping. Now, and again, I mean, I, and I, I could spend three hours on China and COVID and everything else, but I'm not going to do that. But they are the absolute opposition of everything that America stands for. Our number one geopolitical um, opponent, our number one geoeconomic opponent, our number one geo military opponent is China is china but yet for some reason the governor of the largest state in the united states of america is cozying up to him you got it Aaron. yep here's his explanation play for him i know folks say oh they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town Um, that's true because it's true but it's also true for months and months and months prior to apec we've been having different conversations one fancy leader that's how he thinks of himself just so everybody knows they think of themselves as the hierarchy. They don't, they don't think of themselves as your representatives. They, lo- they look at themselves as your leaders. They don't, we don't have leaders in the United States. The only leader that we have, seriously, you're like, Tom, isn't the president a leader? No, he's elected to represent us. Yes, we give him his authority. But our leadership is the Constitution of the United States of America, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. That is our leadership. Those are that's our governing authority. But Gavin Newsom thinks of himself as a, as a fancy leader, as a bourgeois leftist elitist. He thinks of himself as being above everybody. So he thinks, when you think that way, you're like, you know what? We are worthy of the cleanup. The citizenry, they're not worthy of the cleanup. Only the fancy leaders are worthy of the cleanup. Only the fancy leaders are. So here's Kevin Kiley, who is a state, uh, either state senator or state congressman, inside of California today, Gavin Newsom admitted that San Francisco only cleans up for its elitist leaders. But here's his explanation. Play for me.
3: I rise today to address the ongoing collapse of one of the world's most beautiful cities. San Francisco has been deteriorating for years, but it is now in a state of total freefall. In just the last few weeks, Nordstrom announced it is closing its San Francisco stores, with Westfield Mall blaming, quote, lack of enforcement against rampant criminal activity. Whole Foods is closing its flagship mid-market location, citing the safety of employees after 568 emergency calls in 13 months. T-Mobile just announced it is permanently shuttering its flagship location. And Anthropology and Saks also announced closures
0: this month so T-Mobile's going bye-bye in in San Francisco Whole Foods is going bye-bye Nordstrom's going going bye-bye but they're going to bring in Xi Jinping (laughs) and they're going to clean up the streets for Xi Jinping because he's that important to them because there are a bunch of corruptocrats who will do anything they can to continue to receive revenue coming out of China that's what it's all about I don't have to deep dive into it now I just have to show you this part another thing on Gavin News. now you've heard me espouse on here before because it's absolute fact on this podcast before you heard me ask about spouse. Now, Gavin Newsom and his wife are transgender activists. They love lopping off testicles, breasts, and penises. And they love to invert penises. They love to attach phallic symbols, uh, symbols onto women that will never work. They like to invert penises into vaginas that will never work because inside of that vagina, there's still uh, all-male, all-male body parts. And inside of that phallic symbol, all-female body parts, there's absolutely nothing. There's never been one... Uh, successful um, tra- sexual trans transition surgery in the history of of mankind because there never will be, nor will there ever be. But Gavin Newsom and his wife love to do that. I mean, they they love to mengele style medical experiment on kids. They love it. His wife's all about it. You can pull it up on any social media. It's right there, ready to go. Google Google his wife. That's who. That's um. That's who she is, and that's who he is. Also, inside of inside of California, he has lowered the sodomy penalties for anybody who rapes a fourteen-year-old. Why would you do that again? Why would Joe Biden ever give ten billion dollars to Iran? What what name one good reason? What's one good reason to lower sodomy penalties for people who rape somebody who's fourteen years of age? Anally rape somebody who's fourteen. Why 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 is that exactly? Why is he Why is it inside of California? That they want you to be able to abort, uh, quote unquote, abort your child 28 days after the child is born. W- why exactly? What Jennifer Sebel Newsom? That's her name, right? Yeah. Yep. There, Aaron got the name for me. Thank you. That's who the you pull them up. So you pull up Jennifer Newsom, and you will see that everything that I'm telling you is true. She's yeah. a radical transgender activist who loves to lop off breast penises and testicles. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. And Gabby does too. That's who Gabby is, his slick back hair and his bleached white teeth and all that stuff. He's a fancy leader. That's how he describes himself because he actually thinks of himself. as you're not fancy, he's fancy. He's a fancy boy, Seinfeld. <laughs> so I, w- I wanted you to see this about Gavin Newsom. So he loves for your, because here's the thing. What I'm about to show you, it's a PBD podcast uh, video. It's Aaron Friday speaking about how Gavin Newsom is legislating it may already be in place, actually. I'll, I'll let her speak for herself, but Aaron Friday explains how kids can now run away to a state-run residential facility if their, kids, if their parents refuse to affirm their gender, gender identity. If you're 12 years of age or older, these kids can run away to a state-run facility. Again, I love how they always call me a Nazi. I'm always, I mean, Trump is being called a Nazi right now. They always call the right-wing Nazi. They, they, they say that Hitler was a right-wing extremist when he was a left-wing extremist. We have nothing in common with the Nazi party. What right winger wants state run state run facilities outside of prisons? Where, what, what, what state run facilities do we want? That would be all the left. we the Nazis who slaughters 40 to 60 million kids a year. Who in, in Gestapo style slaughterings of the unborn, that would be the globalist left. Who's doing medical experiments on human beings when it comes to gene therapeutics and gene-altering vaccinations? That would be the globalist left. Who's lopping off all the penises, breasts, and testicles? That would be the globalist left. So who exactly are the Nazis? Who loves to ban guns? Nazis, who's banning guns? The globalist left. Who likes to claim false pandemics? Adolf Hitler with typhoid. Who likes to do it now? The globalist left. They're the Nazis. They, we, have, we, have, we on the right have absolutely no characteristics in common with the Nazis. Who has all the characteristics in common with the Nazis? The globalist left. So here you have Gavin Newsom, who is now creating state-run facilities where all a kid can just run to the facility because their parent refuses to acknowledge that they're a guy when they're actually a girl or that they're a girl when they're actually a guy. A parent refuses to do it. So Gavin Newsom can now usher those kids into that which he loves, lopping off their breasts, lopping, how many more times are you going to say it, Tom? Because that's what they're doing. They always deny it. It's just like you have Tetros Gibriasis right now with the WHO pandemic treaty, who's saying this will all be autonomous. Uh, Every country will decide what level it is they want to participate. You know what that means? You won't be able to decide and it won't be autonomous. Just like Joe Biden said, I'm never going to mandate vaccinations, then Joe Biden mandated vaccinations. Everything they say they're not going to do is camouflage for what they're about to do. You can keep your doctor, remember? You like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Remember Barack Hussein Obama saying that? That's because he was going to usher in the exact opposite. So you have Gavin Newsom who's creating state agencies where a kid can just run to and become a ward of the state because their parents will not play pretend with their kids. We will not Participate in asinine idiocy. So now a kid who's 12 years old can run to a state-run agency and have their penis cut off by Gavin Newsom and his wife. That's really what this is about. All right, play for me, other.
2: But let me just talk about one bill that Gavin Newsom did approve because it's a, it's the scariest bill I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's AB six six five. What this bill does is it's state-sanctioned kidnapping. Twelve-year-olds, if you're 12 or older, these kids can run away to a state run, uh, facility, residential facility with no claim of abuse on their, on their parents for no reason, for any reason they can run away and they can get housed away from their parents. Wait,
4: you call that state sanctioned
1: kidnapping?
2: Yes. Because the state is allowing a 12 year old for any reason to take off from their family and go live in a residential facility. Did this approve? Yes. So Gavin Newsom signed that into law. That is a terribly frightening bill. So in the world of trans, it goes something like this. You've got a seventh grader who goes into their school counselor and says, I'm trans and my parents won't support it. Okay. What, would you like to stay in a residential facility? Would you like to stay away from your bigoted, hateful family? We'll send you to this facility. And off the kid goes.
0: And How- you said, they're, they're, Let me interrupt you. For people listening... You- between the lines here, you said, and there does not have to be any record of abuse or something that the child has reported or maybe got a family member to help report a parent. Zero on record they can walk in and do this.
2: Zero, zero. So this wow. is the blowing up of the family, and this is taking the child when the child is 12 years old, and we know what's ha- what happens when they go to these residential facilities.
0: So it's AB665, just so everybody knows, that's what it is. So basically, like she said, it's state-sponsored kidnapping where a kid can now unilaterally make a decision as a 12-year-old that they're not being affirmed by their parent, their sexual identity, their, their gender. Their, everyone has to play pretend, just like p- putting a mask on or standing six feet apart, does anything, it does absolutely nothing, but we're all going to pretend that it is. And just so everybody knows, I'm not going to get to it tonight. I'm, like, I'm not going to get to my COVID section tonight, but Wickenstein video, I'm just reading this, guys. Covid on the rise again in Australia. Cases, covid cases are on the rise again. They actually had a cruise ship. They created like this giant emergency, they had a cruise ship that had covid cases on it, uh, mixed with some sort of diarrhea. <laughs> the truth. I mean, it's it, it, it's uh, it's source. Seven News Australia. Pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> I'll show it on Thursday night. I'm just telling you. It, it, another. It, it's an emergency. It's emer- they had eight cases on this giant cruise ship. Eight cases of covid. Nobody died, but we're all going to play and pretend that this is actually a problem. How is that any more of a problem than normal diarrhea and a cold that breaks out on a cruise ship? Which they always do, but we're all going to act like it's something more than that. We're all going to act like it's something more. It's all garbage. It was like that from day one. For those of you that are still holding on to the absolute myth of, you know what, we didn't know how bad it was going to be. Could have been really severe. We're going to wait and see how bad it was. So we went ahead and complied and, and capitulated and did whatever we were told because we're compliant souls who never questioned anything. They're just lying to you. You just you played, pretend. You just participated in idiocy, asinine idiocy. Think about doing a news report on a crew. Think about how, number one, it's not worthy. It's not worthy of any sort of media attention that eight people on a cruise got COVID. Eight people on a cruise got, got what? None of them went to the hospital because COVID is not life-threatening unless you're vaccinated and you have ADE. It's not life-threatening. And then other people had diarrhea, and that was, that was a, a, a news story. I'm not kidding you. Eight people. And everyone's at, and they interviewed people with masks on. Why are, you, why are you wearing a mask for a virus that's no threat to you? Is we're all just going to play pretend. Let me show you this before we go tonight. This is a, if you don't, you got to follow this guy on social media. Absolutely, economic. is on top. He's on as like Mike Davis is. You got to follow him on Twitter. Is just on top of all things judicial system inside of the United States of America. Peter Saint Ange is on in his PhD. Is on top of everything economic inside of the United States of America, and I'm just showing you this. This has to do with, and again, it's all about leveraging into one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them. They use many tactics to do it. One of those tactics is, of course, climate change. There's only there's a problem though. The climate that this this is this is uh, Peter St. own uh, headline here. The zero carbon utopia is dead as politicians retreat for. In the face of its reality, here's what's actually happening with it. Now, everybody, again, mandates that you participate in their illusion. Mandates that you pretend that CO2 is any problem at all. Let me ask you this question. There's always a few liberals that are watching. I don't even call it liberals anymore. You're actually leftists. A few leftists that are watching, how has CO2 ever adversely affected your life? Name it. Go. Joe Biden says he's seeing the effects that played on the pregame, seeing the effects of climate change around the globe. What are they exactly? Name them for me, please. Name them for me. Name me one desert that's now an ocean. Name me one ocean that's now a desert. Name me any substantive climate change whatsoever. Name it. I mean, because according to Al Gore, Manhattan's supposed to be underwater in 2014. Um, It's 2023. 2023. So that never happened, and none of their climate, none of their, of course, it went from global cooling to global warming to climate change because none of their global, none of their climate prophecies ever come true. Well, now the economic side is starting to take hold. You need to listen to these statistics. Play for me, other.
3: The net zero dream is ending as reality hits. A few days ago, Scott Shepard of the National Center for Public Policy Research wrote a piece arguing that net zero is quote dead. Because politicians across the world are retreating from their virtue-signaling utopias in the face of cold economic reality. Meanwhile, even big business is starting to reconsider the billions they are losing chasing the zero emissions fantasy. I mentioned in a recent video how politicians are beating a retreat on unreliables in the face of soaring energy costs that are hitting voters already angry about inflation. France recently reversed a ban on gas boilers. The UK delayed bans on residential heating. Sweden abandoned its net zero goal. And Germany will reopen coal plants in the wake of conservative victories in Bavarian Hesse, driven by voter anger over energy prices. Norway is putting a fresh $18 billion into oil and gas fields. New Zealand's eco-fanatics just got voted out. And Dutch farmers are revolting against net zero and taking over provincial legislatures. Here at home, states including New York are cutting off wind projects who are trying to ramp up prices in a green energy bait-and-switch for the record books when your crony utopia has lost the state of New York. That's all politicians, but now big business is starting to throw in the towel as well. I mentioned recently that investors are fleeing renewable energy funds. The entire sector has collapsed by a quarter in just three months. A big Danish operator just abandoned two offshore wind farms after losing five point six billion dollars. Profits at China's dominant wind turbine maker just dropped ninety-eight percent, and Siemens Energy hit a new lull as its products are failing to generate electricity at promised costs. In electric vehicles, the turnaround has been even more dramatic. I mentioned in another recent video how Ford lost four and a half billion on EVs that nobody wants, while the looming juggernaut of cheap Chinese EVs has the industry in its crosshairs. Big car companies are finally waking up with Mercedes CFO recently predicting a shrinking EV market as they struggle to unload stock even with deep discounts. GM just delayed a new EV truck plant, canceled a joint venture with Honda to make EVs, and abandoned EV manufacturing targets altogether. Ford actually stopped sending EV trucks to dealers after some refused new shipments given nobody is actually buying them at despite cash rebates of $7,500. So Ford will simply renumber the 2023s as 24s and hope for the best. Incidentally, a recent study by the Texas Public Policy Foundation found that the full costs of powering an EV over 10 years, including depreciation, maintenance, and subsidies, is the equivalent of $17.33
0: per gallon. Bring it back to me. So there you go. I just want to show you that if you buy an EV, and I know a lot of us listen, we hate it when the gas is five dollars a gallon. You buy an EV, you're actually spending seventeen dollars a gallon. That's what you. If you were to buy, if you were to, you just parallel run a internal combustion engine car with an EV, you're spending seventeen dollars a gallon running the running the uh, internal combustion engine car in comparison. So that that the is not economical at all. You're spending. Three times, almost three, well, it really is. If it's, if it's $4 a gallon, that's three, five, uh, four, four times as much on an EV car as you would on a, on a regular car. And that's why it's not working. Ford is basically Bud Light now when it comes to their truck. <laughs> yeah. They're Bud Light. Nobody wants them. Their, de- their dealerships won't take their trucks. <laughs> their dealerships don't send us anymore these EV trucks. Who on earth would buy an EV truck? I mean, you have to be a gelding. You have to have had your nuts lopped off if you went and bought an EV truck. <laughs> who, on, who on earth would ever buy an EV truck? They're hideous too. Uh, Aaron just told me they're. i never. I would never even look at them. I have no idea. Aaron told me they're hideous. With a Light Ford Lightning? Yeah. Yeah. So for, you know, just so you know, it's not working. And Aaron brought this up. He loves watching liberals fail. It's absolute. This is this is this is not even a failure. This is an economic holocaust. It's an economic abomination. <laughs> Did you notice the billions? Ford has lost four billion dollars on their EV initiatives. Four billion dollars. Good, because again, that's the leverage you in a one world commerce system where they are controlling where you can fuel. You have no options again. It's all about taking away options. When you take away op- options, that's leverage. Leverage. And if we, again, we never, just bringing this up tonight, we never recovered on Facebook tonight. 612 people on right now. Thank you so much for switching over to Rumble because we basically have zero on Facebook. At, at this point, yeah, now we, have, now we now?
4: have like 39. We have 39 on yeah. Facebook. Which, I, now we have,
0: we have yeah. via the ch- I have 10,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah. The church has 20,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah. And we have 39 people watching. You believe that? That's leverage. If Facebook was all that we had, I'd be finished. Why would I do a podcast that costs me money when nobody's watching? Right. I mean, I, even even I, who love the sound of my own voice, as you can tell, <laughs> I wouldn't do a, uh, a a podcast with zero people watching. You know, I'm, so that's what they want. They, they 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 say, you know what? If you say what we want you to say, then you could be on our big platform because it's the only platform. So they leverage you into compliance like they did with Novak Djokovic. With Novak, you're, you're going to give up being the greatest tennis player of all time, breaking the slam record and all those different things because you won't take a Vax. You simply just take the Vax, and you can have everything because that's his only platform. There's only one professional tennis tour. So he's leveraged into compliance, even though he never complied. Try to do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You're going to give up your whole career. You're going to give up millions of dollars because there's only one NFL. We can't have only one social media platform. That's why we have to have Rumble. To get your friends to get on Rumble. Get your friends to turn on the TLP. As many as you can. Send it to all the people that it will offend. Some people will watch it anyway, even though some people love to be angry. Have them, you know, send them the podcast. Get them on the podcast. Let's make this a Rumble. We really would try to get it to be, well, we don't even know on Facebook or YouTube anymore. Yeah. It needs to be on YouTube, on Blackrobe, and maybe some other social media platforms that will pop up. Getter ever goes live. Gab ever goes live. People like that. All right, love you all. Seven minutes overtime. Lots of post game tonight. Lots of brand new stuff on post game. Going to launch with the Dana White video again, but it's only like ten, you know, 15 seconds long or something. But anyway, you love the post game. Stick around for it. It's great stuff. Back here Tuesday night, 8:30, full, 90 minutes of fury. Love you all. 612 people on. Love you guys. Thank you for switching over to Rumble. Thank you for sticking with me even as I'm getting banned, because listen, if you're saying the truth, you're going to get banned. You're going to get banned, but that's why we have to have our own platforms. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 830. God bless you. If you really want happiness, you want peace. You want joy. If you want victory, you want a great marriage. Whatever it is that you want, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through salvation. That comes through receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior you don't. Everything else is a waste of time. Okay, well, we win the presidency. Okay, well, you'll be empty. You will be. It doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works but God. You can fight it all you want. You can waste your whole life. This isn't even the message yet. This is all for free. You can waste your whole life chasing something else. You can. You're not designed for anything, but but to be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You'll waste your whole life looking for other things. Nothing works, no guy will work, no girl will work, no thing will work, no job will work, no vacation will work, no destination will work, nothing. You're not designed for it. Again, it's like, it's like running a tractor in a Formula One race. It doesn't work. You can try it, you can be out on the track and participate, but it doesn't work. So I urge you, I urge you, dive into God.